Welcome to the Midcast, presented by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each month we will look at some of the key issues for mission in Scotland today. We'll bring you experienced voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the mission of the church in Scotland. Hi, welcome along to the Midcast. My name's Leninus. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. First of all, a couple of practical notes, uh, an apology from me that it's been so long since our last episode. I make this essentially off the side of my desk and my desk has been full with other stuff that I guess is the day job, which is why this has taken so long. But we have had the chance to put, as they say, a couple of episodes in the can and so we'll have this one today and then we'll have another one out uh, next month. I'll say a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. I managed to get Jim Purvis from the Baptist Union of Scotland to sit down with me for a half hour or so uh, a couple of months ago and we chatted with Jim about the Baptist Declaration of Principle. Now if like me that kind of instinctively makes you want to yawn then don't worry I promise you this is not dull. Uh, Jim has some great insights for us on how our historic Declaration of Principle actually makes sense for us in the 21st century here in Scotland as a way for us to conceive of what it means to be a Baptist, and particularly what it means to be a Baptist on mission. I hope you enjoy this episode. Here's Jim. Jim, welcome to the Midcast. Uh, thanks very much, Glenn. It's good to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. And uh, Jim, you are the Mission and Ministry Advisor at the Baptist Union. I wonder, for those of us who have no idea what that means, could you perhaps <laughs> put us uh, into the light a little here with what you actually do? Well, it's good to be asked that question, Glenn. I'm one of the national team of our union of 162 churches at the moment. And the national team led by our general director, Alan Donaldson, our job is to help and assist the churches in our union, uh, this whole group of different style of churches, to move forward in Jesus' name. And so my job is a bit what the label says, it's to advise and to help churches and people in them, their leadership, their members, think through what it means to develop in mission and to develop in ministry and all that entails. And to resource that, uh, I travel around the country a lot. I go further afield into Europe and elsewhere. And also uh, I spend a fair bit of time keeping an eye on fresh publications, what's happening in Christian thought, fresh initiatives, good practice. That's basically the, the ballpark I'm working with, Glenn. That, that, that sounds like quite a lot, Jim. Certainly a lot going on in your brain anyway, yeah? Well, it's good fun, and occasionally I, I go and actually speak to real people as well. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But I'm guessing this is not your first job in ministry, that you've had one or two before. Uh, in fact, I know that's the case. And, oh, yeah. uh, you, you have an interesting... Uh, history of uh, ministry in the church in Scotland. Well, and I wonder that. if you could quickly, yeah. in a very potted history <laughs> of Jim Purvis. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, often when I visit a church, one of the, the first thing a typical Baptist church will say is that they're not typically Baptist. And uh, that's what makes them typically Baptist. And I'm a typical Baptist and I started <laughs> off uh, I started off in one of the traditional denominations of, of the church um, in Scotland. I was a Church of Scotland minister just after my conversion at the age of 20. And uh, for eight years I was there. And then I went into church planting in the independent scene uh, and I was blessed 
blessed to work with wonderful people in the country and did that for a good while until I found myself brought in by the Lord to the Baptist Union uh, way back in 1991. And I've been serving there, been serving as a pastor for our churches for about 30 years for the present post. Wow, brilliant. Yes. So you're not just talking, you know, your first description was, uh, was you know, academic and you have academic qualifications uh, but you are also a practitioner, and that's your your background. And so, uh, yeah. everything we say today comes out of that. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think the thing that really matters most for us in the way we value church as well, Glenn, is the most important thing. Is you know, I really do love Jesus, and Jesus, uh, He's the Lord of my life, and I want to keep it that way. And every now and again, I get to the place where I'm, I find myself drifting out a bit and coming back in, and I think that's what we're really about more than anything else—a living relationship with the Lord of Life. Brilliant, brilliant, love it. Um, so to, I got you on, Jim. We, we've, we've had a couple of your colleagues from the national team on, and uh, I, I waited to have you. Kept the best till last, they might say, <laughs> aye, or, aye. or they might not. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, you have done a number of publications over the course of the last 12 months or so uh, around our Declaration of Principle uh, as a Baptist Union of Scotland. And um, they have been refreshing and uh, they have been uh, interesting both in terms of academically but also very practically. And I thought it would be really helpful for us just to spend uh, 20 minutes, half an hour unpacking what that declaration of principle means for us here in the 21st century uh, doing mission in Scotland today. So I guess we should really begin with the most simple question, which is um, what is the declaration of principle, Jim? You know, Glenn, sometimes when you sit down with folks, um, you ever sat down with somebody who sort of bangs the table and says, this is what I think and this is what I believe. And there's sort of no room for discussion. Yeah. And, and often you're left with people thinking, well, that's what they say they believe. But is that really what what they live out? And what I love about the Declaration of Principle, this um declaration that was written for our churches way back at the beginning of the 20th century. It doesn't start by thinking, I think, I believe, blah, 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 blah. It says, this is what really matters for us. And this is what we're about. This is what we do. And it's just three sentences that were put together, really short and really pithy, but put together by our forebears in the faith to really make a statement about what a group of churches that had come together from different backgrounds, they did things different way, but they wanted to say, this is what really matters for us. This is what we're focusing on as a movement. And that's what we are as a union. We're a, a movement, not a denomination. This is what really matters. So it's these three sentences that makes up the Declaration of Principle claim. Great. And so it was put together in the early 20th century. And was that explicitly for the Baptist Union of Scotland? Or was that, is that a wider group of people that would uh, call the, the Declaration of Principle their kind of guiding document? Yeah, because we don't live in a sort of uh, a tartan haze up here in Scotland, do we? We're, we're attached um, to uh, our brothers and sisters who live down south and further afield. So, yeah, uh, other people were thinking about these things at the same time, um, especially down in England and Wales and over in Ireland. So uh, what we ended up with in 1908 is very, very similar to what um, the Baptist Union of Great Britain, that a huge group of some 2,000 plus churches, uh, states. They've, uh, we've changed it a little bit. They've changed it a little bit. But basically, it's the same documentation. Yeah. Great. 
So I, I guess if that's what it is, what does it actually say? What is the Declaration of Principle? Okay, so it's three sentences. Are you ready? Here's the uh, first one. Absolutely. Okay, I love the way the first one starts because it says that the Lord Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, is the sole and absolute authority in all matters. I just love that because it says it's this living relationship with Jesus that matters above everything else. And that's how it starts. And it goes on. It says all matters pertaining to faith and practice as revealed in the Holy Scriptures. So there we have the place of the Bible. Jesus leads us to the Scriptures so that we start to read them to find out what he wants and what he thinks. And that each church, each congregation has liberty under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So there's the next bit. We've we've got to be plugged into the presence and the power of God in the Holy Spirit and to interpret and administer his laws. And that's where it starts. I just love that. It's about getting real with Jesus. It's about receiving the Holy Spirit. It's about reading the scriptures and sharing together as churches uh, what it's all about. It's not about the minister saying everything and being the only person that matters. That's really important to us. Because that sounds like we think that should be Jesus is really the only person who matters, <laughs> yeah, right? not the yeah. minister. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? You know. <laughs> so we also, have, what we say is we're all coming together here under the authority of Jesus. Let's work out that is. The, the second sentence, um, that Christian baptism is the immersion in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit of those who have professed repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins according to the Scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day. So that we're saying, yeah, what, what we do in baptism is we take people who have said, yeah, God, I'm sorry for the things I've screwed up on. I want to get it right with you. We say, okay, come on, let's die with Jesus down into the water. Let's Go to death where he took us, but let's rise up in his life and the power of his life. And that's what Believer's Baptism is about. And the third bit, you got that so far? So far, with you 100%. <laughs> well, I'm glad because you're one of our ministers, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> and the third bit, I, I just love it. And this is so important for today, that it is the duty of every disciple to bear witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to take part in the evangelization of the world. You want to know something, Ken? You know, we live in an age when people can become obsessed about what their giftings are and what their ministry might be, uh, how, what their purpose is in life. And, you know, it's wonderful because it says this, the purpose of everyone who calls Jesus as Lord and the capability of everyone is to become a witness, a disciple who shows others what Jesus is like. And I just think that's beautiful. It means we're all on the same level. We're all about doing the same thing, whatever else might be true of us. Brilliant. Uh, and for those of us who haven't memorized the Declaration of Principle <laughs> yet, uh, it will be in the show notes at the bottom and we'll also link to some resources that are on uh, the Baptist Union of Scotland's website uh, around this and unpacking it further. Because I know you've done, um, is it three resources at the moment that, that exist for this or is it just the two? Well, um, they're on the website, but the, the newest one and the biggest one is the one who, that's called Becoming Who We Are, okay. which is Re-Envisioning Christian Identity. Okay. And uh, we, we brought this out, I wrote it uh, last year, it's on the website, 
it's a free PDF download. It's a full-size book with questions and uh, different thoughts in it that people can engage with. But I really wrote it so that, that people could get really back to the heart of what it means to belong to Jesus and to shine for Jesus. Because I, I think we can get dragged away from that so easily and get caught up in things that don't really matter. Uh, and that's the main resource that's there and has references to all the other things that are going on as well. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And and there's a, I mean, I, there's, almost, there's almost two ways we could go here with this conversation. One would be to sort of interrogate what you've just said about uh, the Declaration of Principle, and and there are certainly some things there that would be worth uh, poking around that. But given the title of our our uh, podcast here is the Big Cast, it's for the Mission Initiative Group. It seems to me that rather than getting bogged down in theological nitpicking, which uh, would be fun, I'm sure. Although I'm sure you may well wipe the floor with me, but um, I do uh, I, I do want us to ask this question: What is the significance? of the Declaration of Principle for Mission in Scotland today in the 21st century? And perhaps actually, Jim, maybe more specifically, why does it matter for for those of us who identify as Baptist churches? What is it that gives us some missional impulse from this? Why why is that going to be helpful? Well, thanks for asking that, Glenn. It's a really important question. You know, as I travel around the country and uh, I meet Christians uh, all over the place, I, I realize that for many of us, we haven't fully entered into the inheritance of who we truly are. And this 150th year uh, of our union, when we celebrate with that wonderful vision that the Lord gave our General Director, Alan Donaldson, uh, give me also springs of water. That desire to to be infilled by the Holy Spirit, and I think, Glenn, that that Christians right through our churches, every sort of church in our country, there there's a need to discover just the simplicity of the beauty of what it is that God has called us to be sons and daughters of God, and to have our identity in Jesus, and to know that that inside us there's a there's a power and a presence that wants to be. unleashed into the world and that's the presence of the spirit in us Uh, and i believe that that is the key thing that that will release mission if people are are nervous if they're not sure of who they are if they don't feel love in their hearts for the folk that they're wanting to take jesus to then mission becomes a joke but when we understand that we're beloved children of father and when we sense and know and experience the presence of the Holy Spirit welling up in our hearts, then there's a natural overflow, I think, Glenn, because mission is not about strategies, it's not about plans, it's not about meetings, essentially. It's about the flow from our hearts of who God is, the Father who sends his Son, who sends out the Holy Spirit, and there's a beauty in that, I think. Is that a good answer? Is that a good start? Well, it's a good start, I think. Yeah, I I mean, there's a... We know that to be true as well. What you're what you're describing for many of us who have given their lives to, to the Lord, we we know that initial impulse where we first have experienced the love of God and we just feel obligated to tell everyone about it uh, because because we've been radically uh, turned around. Our, our identity is not what it was even a day or a week or a month before. 
uh, and we and we want to share that. I, I guess my question is, if if I was talking to you and you were in the Church of Scotland or the Episcopal Church or whatever, you could have used the same language that you just have to describe yeah. that motivation. Yeah. Why does this Declaration of Principle, which is specifically our Baptistic thing, why is it helping us uh, as we think about this key issue of identity and then and then the motivation to mission? both corporately as churches and and as individuals. Thank you. So I think one of the key things is the way we use scripture together, Glenn. Uh, and one of the things that we have to do is is good to have good preaching, but we have to have more than that. So one of the things we do, we come around, we discuss what God is saying to us out of the scriptures. And then I think we have to take it a stage further and ask the question, so what does God want us to do? Uh, and there's that listening to the Holy Spirit together. Uh, one of the rules uh, I sometimes half-jokingly say to, to, to people is, one of the things about being a Baptist is that you should always be 100% sure that you're never 100% right. We, we can all hear wrongly from God, but we can all also hear from God. Uh, and what I always want to do when I feel the Lord speaking is to check through other people that this is what he is really saying. And he does speak. So that's part of it. I think that's this idea of what we call um, a communal discernment, this listening together. And that's where there's this issue of liberty of each church to hear what the Lord's saying. But I think the other important thing really you know, in Scotland, you've got an awful lot of sewer-faced people at times, and you can have sewer-faced Christians. Yep. And, 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 and part of what we're about is saying, no, we're, we are disciples, and, and we're out here to witness. So the, the focus of our, of our union is to make disciples, and that's what makes us different from many other forms of church. We are not here to bring just religion to people. We're here to make disciples of other people, and that's focal to us. Does that answer your question? I, I, I think so. Um, it, there's maybe one further step, I wonder. Yeah. Uh, we, we're about making disciples, but I, I, I'm conscious that the, the third sentence then becomes about, about the E word that we don't use quite so often anymore. We've all become very au fait with mission and missional and all that sort of stuff. But the Declaration of Principle is, is really quite clear that one of the duties of a disciple is actually about evangelization. Yeah. And, and you know, what I find in my spirit, in my heart, the one thing that the devil wants to batten down inside us all and make us afraid of speaking and make us timid. He doesn't want us to talk about Jesus. Mm. So this isn't this isn't about standing up, being a loudmouth who's not just insensitive to people and talking about Jesus all the time. But it is about being aware that when we speak about Jesus and what he's done for everyone and his love for everyone, something is released into the atmosphere. And Jesus said, you know, my word is spirit and truth. And, and I think when we are full of the spirit, and we're looking for the spirit to be within us. We've got to have this readiness. We, we have to say to ourselves when we get up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, I am not ashamed to talk about Jesus today. Uh, and I, I think that's different from being a person who's full on in the face all the time. I think it's just to, to bring Jesus to others, to talk about Jesus with love and to tell others that he loves them and they can know that love. That's what evangelism is about. It's, it's good news. Evangelism is not telling people that they're sinners. Evangelism is telling sinners that there's a God who loves them and a Jesus who saves them. Brilliant.
brilliant. And and the other thing, it's not as well. I, I suspect, and and what I what I'm hearing from this conversation is, we're not we're not evangelizing or witnessing to anyone to become Baptists. Our, our evangelization and witness is towards the Jesus that statement number one begins with. Yeah, uh, you know, Baptist is not a noun; it's a, it's an adjective. Well, it's become a noun. Let's be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, but but I don't think that's where we are uh, as a as a selection of churches, and and I'm pleased with that. So, you're absolutely right. We we are not wanting to make people into clones of anybody but Jesus, and we want churches from any background, from people from any background, to feel there can be one with us in that. Jim, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. I love it. Keeping pointing back to Jesus, uh, that our Declaration of Principles is not just a religious document, but it's alive and it's uh, encouraging us towards uh, a healthy discipleship in community, but also uh, to be in witnesses and evangelists in this world for the sake of Jesus. Uh, brilliant. What yeah. more could we want? Absolutely. What more could we want? Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much for your time. One question we always ask people uh, who are on the the Midcast is, do you have a book or a resource that you would recommend to us, uh, perhaps in the light of our conversation? (laughs) Well, I get no money for this. I'm paid anyway. So I'm going to do a plug unashamedly of the book that I wrote there. Becoming Who We Are, Reinvisioning Christian Identity. And it's there on our website under Our Union, Who We Are. Fantastic. So that's at uh, scottishbaptist.org and uh, you can find that proper link in the show notes there. Uh, Anything else upcoming that you would want to promote or plug, uh, let people know about? Yes, yeah, so people just keep an eye on our website. This is our 150th anniversary year. Lots of exciting things happening. There's a rollout all the time. So just keep an eye on it and uh, um, see what's happening in your area. There'll be Great. something going on to and celebrate. People can follow you on Facebook. And are you on Twitter as well? Um, you can follow me on Facebook, but I'm not on Twitter. I'm You're afraid. not on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Anyway, you can follow you on Facebook. Keep up to date. You're often posting up links to yes. things that are going on. Jim, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. One last thing. Would you pray for us all that we're able to live this out? Yeah, that's a delight. Let's let's pray, folks. Father in heaven, thank you for the, the beauty and the wonder and the tenderness and the care and the love that's in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you for Jesus who became like us, that we might become like him. And we thank you, you've raised Jesus to life, Father, and that he sends out the Holy Spirit. So come, Holy Spirit, as each one now listens and prays, come, Holy Spirit, draw our hearts and our lives deeper into Jesus so the Savior of the world can be seen and savored and scented and known by those we go out to meet this day and in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jim, thank you. Bless the work that you do. We look forward to hearing from you again in the future, I'm sure. Thank you. That was Jim Purvis from the Baptist Union of Scotland sharing some of his insight into how we can engage in mission uh, and how in particular the Declaration of Principle is helpful for us as we think about that. Next month, we're going to have Lynn Alexander from Family Tree in Glasgow on with us. Lynn's work there 
and the others that she's working with is really exciting. It's one of the more interesting projects I think I've come across in Scotland in the last couple of years. So I'm excited to share that interview with you and I hope that that will also be helpful. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to take the time just to take a few minutes, not even that, 30 seconds, to give us a review on whatever app you're listening to us on, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or whatever else it is, uh, Spotify. We'd love you just to take a few minutes just to to give us a little review and uh, let us know uh, what you think about the podcast. If you have any questions based on what Jim said, you can either get in touch with Jim at the Baptist Union of Scotland, or you can send us a note. Again, you can find us on the Baptist Union of Scotland website. That's scottishbaptist.com forward slash midcast. Or you can find us on Twitter at BUSMidcast. Thanks again for taking the time to download this episode. I'm Glenn Innes. This has been the Midcast. We are out. You've been listening to the Midcast, a presentation of the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland.